It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee May. Today, I am chatting to someone who the very first moment I seen her, she had this gleam in her eye that I couldn't not notice. And she questions all things, conformity, um, all the spiritual jargon and ego and she will push and challenge the status quo but also honoring that we are the status quo. She is an incredible soul that really understands what spirituality is and what it is not but she does it in a way that empowers us that doesn't strip us down into feeling like we've done something wrong she will challenge us to question whether we are in our zone of genius or our zone of excellence and over the past few years discovering or being in your zone of genius has really been overused but Susan just puts it in a way that it's more like our soul talking. Hello, beautiful woman. Oh, hi, hi. Oh, you have to excuse um, my positioning and what I'm trying to do here. I'm actually in bed. Yes, I love that. Love I've, that. I've got clothes All on. All my favourite things happen in beds. Yeah, I thought that. And I was thinking to myself, should I wear my pyjamas? Maybe that would be the right thing for this. <laughs> but I could I could have switched it on. But um, yeah, anyway, it's three o'clock in the morning where I am. Oh, I am so thank you for just being here because I knew it was going to be a ridiculous time. Because <laughs> are you Spain now? Yeah, I'm in Spain at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you see me okay? Because the, um, I'm on my phone and, yeah, I just want to make sure that you've got, um, it looks kind of funny to me, but yeah. as long as you've got like a, a decent view of my face, I think everything will be okay. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a very decent view. Absolutely. Um, welcome just to the show, but really thank you so much for just making the time because it is 3am and that's just absolutely ridiculous but 
I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Um, yeah, I just, gosh, there's so much I want to ask you and there's so much that I want to say, but I just, you're someone who does incredible work, but I want to say like, you're already full and you're so knowledgeable and what you know is out of this world but you always crave more and you question what you know what you don't know but it's not from a place of like I'm not qualified enough it's from a place of where you are just so self honoring that you go how can I not pursue more and I guess my first question is really about that is have you always pursued this seeking of knowledge and this question of let's say existence and our soul and intuition and all these amazing things has it always come from a place where I guess your self-worth and enoughness is overflowing? That's a really good question. Is it because of my, so that my self-worth and knowledge is overflowing? Um, when I was little, I, I was questioning everything, of course, because I could see things that no one else could see. And all through my years, all I've ever wanted to do is no more. And no matter how much I learn, there's always something else to know. And the, the, the great thing about where I'm at at the moment, one of the things that I've learned is that you can know a lot of things, but you don't know them until they're embodied. You don't know them until you've fully appreciated them. You're not full, as you say, until you are in a place where everything is working the way that you know that it's supposed to work. And... Throughout my years, that 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 seeking and that looking for um, things to to understand what I'm even doing here on this planet, particularly around our great work, um, is never going to end because there's always something else that we can learn and embody. So when it comes to self worth feeling worthy all the time, because I know that intrinsically we are. But at the same time, questioning that too, it, because, you know, there's always that question, hmm, am I enough? Do I know enough? Have I been enough? Am I doing great work really here on this planet? Am I actually spending my time um, fulfilling my life and having the experience that I know that I'm supposed to be here to, to, to have? And this is the question that I ask everyone. Are you having the experiences that you want to have every single day in your life? Because if the answer to that is no, then my next question for you is, why not? And that's it's something that I think we ask ourselves all of those questions, and but so many of us do it from a headspace from a place where we're empty. And I think that that's the difference that I see in your work 
is that it's more about such devotion to yourself and to to the universe or God or whoever and it's the place where it comes from within you but what I want to and this is something that I really wanted to ask you is because I've heard you say about how is your does your life look exactly how you want it to and if not why um first of all there's other things I want to ask you but what is it about that why so yeah because as human beings one thing that I've noticed about every single one of us is that we all want to feel happiness we all want to feel fulfillment we're all looking for that internal state of peace or freedom let's call it freedom actually because most people that I speak to are seeking some kind of freedom freedom from uh, struggle freedom from um, not feeling enough freedom from all the things but also freedom to be who they are, freedom to feel joy every day, freedom to feel that peace, that deep peace in your heart. And that's the why question, because if you're not feeling those things, then um, what are you feeling? Because whatever you are feeling is what you are going to be experiencing. Yeah. What if you're feeling those things, but your life still looks different? It's mm, a good question. So, as you know, we work in a, well, we live in a universal, a universal vibration. And what we want to be able to do is get ourselves into a high vibrational state, which is a feeling state, right? So it's not a thinking mind state. It's not a subconscious pattern state. It's a feeling state. And we need to gather some momentum in our feeling states so that we can actually experience the world that we want to see. So there are two things here. The first thing is perception. So how are you seeing the world? What's that perception of the world? And the second thing is how are you feeling in that world? Now, the problem with a lot of people is that um, they, they, they wish for things or want to see things in their world, but they've been living in a feeling state of X, Y, Z for such a long time that it's difficult to shift the vibration. So what they're actually seeing is the same stuff. So let's just say that you decide that you want to um, uh, get a new job, right? And the job that you've been in for the last 15 years or five years or two years, however long it is, is unfulfilling and doesn't feel great. Your, your boss is a bully and so on, right? But you've been living in that state for the last couple of years. Now, for you to then go and manifest something better than that, you have to undo all of those two years of that feeling state because it has momentum. It has a vibration working through you that is not so easy to shift. And this is where people struggle with manifestation because they don't understand that when they get a glimpse of something really good, that it's staying in that place that actually keeps the good stuff coming. But we get gather such momentum in the old vibrational state that we're in that this is what we end up seeing and experiencing. And then we have to go into our subconscious patterning to unlock and address what's going on so that we can shift and release that energetically um, so that we can move into that new, new state. So what I see all the time, and I get asked this question all the time, Susan, you're really good at manifesting things. How do I do X, Y, Z? 
well, first we've got to look at where you are and what is it that you are staying in that you aren't allowing yourself to release from. Because until you can manage that part, then you will not be able to, to get all the good stuff. And it is feeling state. See, we try to solve everything with our mind and that's not where the problem gets yeah. solved. The problem gets solved in our heart. Yeah. Absolutely. And how can we begin to do that? Well, that's the easy part, but it takes practice. The practice isn't easy. <laughs> the discipline isn't easy. So um, what you want to be doing is start very simply with a practice of simple stuff, like feeling gratitude or appreciation or whatever it is that, that, that you want to feel. So you know, what you want to be doing as soon as you get up in the morning is creating your life from the moment that you get up. So waking up and starting really simply by saying thank you and then appreciate and go on a crazy wild appreciation rampage. So, you know, thank you for my coffee. Thank you for the bed that I woke up in. Thank you for my beautiful partner. Thank you for my breakfast. Thank you for the wild weather outside. Thank you. Right. And that puts you into the state. Now, the other thing that I get people to practice so that keep it really, really simple is give yourself two words to anchor in that feeling state of how you want to feel by the end of the day so that you're co-creating that feeling state all day and then keep practicing that. Because once you start practicing that and it becomes your discipline, then you will shift your energy and you will also shift how you see things. And as soon as you start to change that perception, everything starts to shift so it gets to be that easy it actually gets to be that easy however the practice is hard because we have our minds and it gets in the way and then it decides that you know what well, oh, you can't feel like that today oh don't be ridiculous that's not something to be grateful for and you know you'll start having a conversation with yourself that goes nah this is not for you and then you'll go back into uh, unconsciousness which is where we are like in our routines or you know daily habits and then we go back to the state that we were in that's how it works very true very true so it's really about you know as you say it's one thing to just you know like your morning ritual to be something but from what I was you know picking up on what you're saying there is it's really important to create those check-in points all throughout the day and to be self-aware is that when you do slip into that mind stuff and habit is to be able to then just change you know do the work in that moment and transmute you know exactly um, the space where that came from so and, and quite often when you begin this process um if you haven't got any kind of practices at all so we don't have to go down the, the practices of meditation or heart coherence or anything like that to begin with. What we have to begin with is the awareness. And once we become aware yes. of what it is that we're saying to ourselves, then we get to change that. And yes. the more you practice changing that, then we get into the deeper subconscious patterns where we get to look at our fear and then we can challenge our fears, make them our friends and then release them forever. And, you know, it's an ongoing, evolving process. So what, you know, what I would suggest to anyone that's listening here is that, you know, you're not going to be able to manifest and experience the great life that you've envisioned 
today in terms of manifesting it into the now today, but what you can do is feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it immediately, but you've got to keep it simple. Yeah? And, and be and when, disciplined enough to continue yeah. that as well, to not just, oh, okay, I've done it and it didn't work, so I'm just going to, like, hang it up now and forget yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to put it over there now because I've been doing this for a day and it doesn't work or, you know, I was um, I was practising being grateful for half an hour and I don't have all of the things. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> You've got to practise it all the time. And so, you know, using words and listening to yourself to start with is the first point of awareness. Another really good tool that I find a lot of people have resistance to to start with is journaling because they think that they're supposed to write down, um, you know, what's that, what they're grateful for and how the day's been. But really what you need to be doing is writing what your life is going to be in a place of I am. And noticing what comes up for you when you do this. So, for example, I am a digital nomad and I live in all of the different countries in the world. Well, what would come up there? Well, it's not possible for me to go to the um, some countries in the world because I might get shot, or you know, I'll, I'll I'll need a chaperone in different places, or or it's going to be dangerous to go there, or why would I even want to do that? Where am I going to get the money from? No, 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 no. So then, all that stuff that comes up. Then writing that down, well, what would it be like if I did have a chaperone? What would happen then? What would it feel like if I actually had all the money? What kind of things do I need to do to make sure that, that I have those things in place? And that's where our journaling can get very clever for us because we can answer the questions of our fear in our journal. And we can face the fear there by allowing it to rise up there, noticing it and saying, okay, I see what's going on here. What if I was to turn this around? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm, I love that. And that's, in, it's in that, is you're not ridiculing yourself for going or going, oops, sorry, I just had that bad thought. Sorry, universe. Oh, let me just rewind and put, some, uh, put a positive spin on it. It's about going, okay taking that and using it as ammunition to heighten and expand the journey. Absolutely, absolutely. And when those fears come up, when the um, the ideas or the thoughts come up in your mind around what's not possible for you, because you've been, you know, living a life however you've been living it and you've been telling yourself these stories, and uh, beliefs are just stories on repeat, right? So we get to change them. Yes. And... So we, we change those beliefs by reframe, reframing them. So if you were to say to you yourself, well, what is my belief around money? So most people say to me, you know, I want more money, right? Okay, cool. Everybody wants more money because they, 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 they think that it's going to completely change their lives. Well, really what you want is the feeling that you get when you have money in your bank account. And that feeling state of having money in your bank account, what is that feeling state? What does it feel like? So if you think about the last time you had a big chunk of money in your bank account and you weren't worried about paying your bills and you weren't worried about doing whatever you were doing, how are you feeling? Now, if you've been there before, even for a little while, go back there and start to conjure up that feeling state and then ask yourself the questions, well, what would it be like if my life, if it was easy to attract money, what would it be like 
if I felt like this every day, how does it get to be this easy? Because it is this easy, yeah? Mm, absolutely. So, absolutely. I want so, you so the principles are really easy, right? The principles are really easy. The practice is not because when we meet our fear, we can get stuck there in the face of it. And we can feel like we're kind of stuck in this shit, if you like. And we can wallow and find ourselves um, procrastinating or feeling depressed or feeling lonely or not feeling good about anything. Um, the other day I had a, a, a feeling state of like I felt like I had a hangover, but it was a big release that was coming from a lot of inner work that I've been doing. I've been challenging myself on, you know, who my new identity is becoming because I write out who I am all of the time, right? And this new identity that I'm calling into myself and embodying into myself was saying, fuck you, this is not happening, right? So <laughs> so I had to completely change that feeling state. It took two days, and I'm well practiced at this, right? So it took two days yeah. to get out of that. Now, years ago, it might have taken me a month to get out of it. It might have taken me six months to get out of it. So it's the practice that's important because now I can feel it and get out of it in two days. Sometimes I'll get out of it in an hour. Sometimes it'll take five minutes. Yeah, and I really want people to know that, that as you go and practice this work, as you start to sit with your feelings and start to feel those feelings and then start to conjure up the feeling states that you want to feel to experience in your life, you are going to have times where you're like, this is ridiculous, but you need to stay there and feel it and let it go. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 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 I was reading something yesterday and, um, you know, in it, it says how, you know, like being in, avoiding unhappiness and pain doesn't lead you to happiness and pleasure. No, you know it's it's the case, and so many of us in avoid it and think that we can bypass it, but we actually, you know, in they need to come in really in equal parts, you know, um, and we need to give them airtime. So when you were in that, what do you do? Like, do you not judge them when they arrive? Do you not deem them as bad? Tell us about how you honour them. <laughs> well, I'm Judgy McJudgerson, so I judge everything, right? <laughs> so I will feel the feelings and I'll be like, right, you, what's going on here? What are you doing? And, you know, immediately, because, you know, this is an evolving process, so immediately my monkey mind will say, well, you're not good enough. How could you possibly expect that you could do X, Y, Z in your life next? That's a ridiculous thought. And... So then I'll go, okay, so if that's what I'm thinking, then why am I thinking that? What is it that's been going on in my life to make me feel like that? And, you know, well, what's deeper than that? And what's deeper than that? And what's deeper than that still? And answering those questions in my journal, not in my mind. Writing yes. these things down. Or the alternative is speaking them into your voice recorder and listening to yourself back and you will hear the nonsense that comes out of your head and you go, okay. So, well, how am I going to clear this up? I'm going to clear this up through meditation. I'm going to clear it up through heart coherence and feeling states. I'm going to clear it through tapping. Because what we want to be doing 
is clearing the subconscious pattern and actually using EFT or tapping and when we're tapping on our meridians, what we're actually doing always freezes at the most amazing moments where you just want to know more. Let's just wait to see how. And I would love to give in. Oh, she's dropped out, so we will give it a minute and see. I should be able to bring her back in, hopefully. Um, let's see what I can do. I'm going to add you back in, beautiful. There we go. Adding you back in now. You're hot, more. I'm shiny. Ah, oh, beautiful. I'm just adding you back in now, so you should be able to come back in. I think adding and adding. <laughs> it always drops out at the most amazing times. So we were, I'm just talking about, so as Susan Hi. comes in, she is back. Welcome back. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. It just, um, there is a storm happening outside my bedroom window, so there's every possibility that um, the internet just had a, a little wobble there. I'm just going to... Had a, little, had a little meltdown. You were talking about um, what we want to do with that energy. And so you were talking about when we are feeling pain or trauma or fear or and meeting all of those things and having yeah. the courage to do so and not um, deluding ourselves in thinking that they're not going to happen because no matter how far we <laughs> are on this journey, we will still continue to experience these very real emotions. And I asked you what you do in those moments. So you're talking about tapping yeah. and heart coherence. And, yeah. and another thing as well is allowing the release to come. You know, when we, when we cry, we get an, am an amazing release. And when we ugly cry, we get like a, a super amazing release. And something that I learned from one of my mentors in the third level, um, Amy Towie, she said to us, one time, like if you cry and you let the tears fall off the the jawline, there's a physiological response that actually is the release. So you have to let those tears fall and not wipe them away. And so the other day when I was going through this crazy, crazy up level, we'll call it, I let all of my tears fall and they were just streaming. And oh my gosh, completely, you feel completely different. Everything lifts, you know. So we have to feel those feelings. You can't shove them away you can't ignore them and if there are feelings that are bubbling and you can't feel like there's any release coming that's where we use those tools too so um tapping is something that i resisted for a very long time because i was like that doesn't work that's not gonna work <laughs> right blah blah <laughs> and then of course you do that and you're like ah oh, okay this this works <laughs> yeah. yeah so but that's resistance 
and we're always letting our resistance win. And the key to anything that we want to achieve in our lives is not allowing the resistance to win, is allowing our fear to rise, see it for what it is, which is just a great big illusion and a story that we've been telling ourselves on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, like an old broken record, and go, you know what, I'm just going to move the needle slightly and let that continue playing, but let it play and it play out in a different way. Yeah? Does that make sense? Because I know that I dropped out and I'm like, yeah. Yes. No, it makes absolute sense, definitely. Something that I'm very curious about asking you is there's two things that I really want to delve into with you and which one. So you talk about the zone of genius versus the zone of excellence and this has kind of been a buzzword that's been floating about in our world over the past kind of few years and you know like I'll be brutally honest or radically honest is I'll go most people say it and I the the wank factor is high for me like I don't I'm like yeah it's like you know I don't go there but when the way you talk about it and you know and I guess I know you and I know that integrity is just razor strong and sharp for you and that's something that I value in you and in within me and everyone so so much and I think you're honest about it and I kind of feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when most people talk about a zone of genius, it's something that we can create. But where when you talk about it, I get the sense of where it's just innate within us and it's activating that and bringing that out. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like your soul calling, you know, there's no such thing as a soul calling, like you're not being called to this great big, you know, thing that you're supposed to do on the planet. Same with all this like idea around like what's your purpose and all this kind of stuff. I could, or like I can get very ranty about that. But your zone of genius, your zone of genius is yeah. your innate talent gift and skill well gift and talent is what it is right you do something that you do better than anybody else on the planet you have something that you do and the thing about our zone of genius is that we look for it to be something like genius we look for it to be something extraordinary we look for it to be like this thing that we you know imagine in our minds that we can you know put on this path to, 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 you know, go and conquer the world with. And that's not true. Your zone of genius can be something as simple as organising things. Right? And there's no, you know, there's no glorification in being an organiser, but, you know, to somebody else, if you're the organiser of things, that makes my life easier. Right? Yes. Because yes. I'm a really shit organiser of things. Oh, my zone of genius. Yeah. So we, we overcomplicate it because of the word genius. We actually think because it's got genius in it that it has to be some kind of genius, you know, like I must have some kind of 
brilliant factor and it's actually not that at all. It's actually part of who you are and what you do already every single day without even thinking about it. It's a natural talent that you have and it's no-brainer stuff that you probably haven't even recognised in yourself because it comes that easily to you. That's your zone of genius. Now, what we get to do with our zone of genius is also tricky. Mm. Because we don't know what to do with it once we know what it is. We're like, oh. So my zone of genius is around ideas, right? Mm. So now, um, but also, you know, in my mentoring, if you have a conversation with me about what it is that you want to experience in your life and how to find your zone of genius, I will help you find it but it'll also help you create the ideas around it to actually get you on path, right? Yeah, That's what I do. Yeah? yeah? Yes. And what a better job in the whole world, right, to, to have that. Best job in the world. Yes. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So you had a question there, and I interrupted you. Very I didn't know. That's all right. I want to know is how do you know you are in your zone of genius. How do you know? Or how can people go about discovering that? Have you ever, so we'll use examples here. So have you ever in your life been in a place or a time where you felt like there was no time because you were enjoying what you were doing so much? Like it just went like a Oh, flash. absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. So it's those times that we are generally in our zones of genius. So it might be when you are um, sitting at your desk and you've got your music on and you're writing a piece of content. This is just an idea because, we're, you know, being an online entrepreneur, this is something that I do. And everything just flows out of you and it's like magic. That's, that's your genius at work. That's you in flow or super flow. And... I've had some funny comments about that. Sounds like a, some some kind of weird tampon, Susan. You can't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the perception is everything, right? So, um, um, it's when we when we're in that state, that flow state, that we're in our genius zone. And everybody so it's not... has been in that flow state. Oh, and so it's not actually like the action, say for example, so you're writing content and you're in flow, it's not the writing that is necessarily your zone of genius, but that in which you are writing about, just from Probably, the example yeah. that you just gave. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. So, yeah, so if I was writing about zone of genius and I got into my zone and the flow, that, that, that genius stuff would just pour out of me. Now, there's another way to look at this because quite often we think genius is our skill. But skills are learned, learned behaviour, right? Yes. Right? Yes. So that, that's where people get muddled up because quite often we will stay in our zones of excellence and that's where our skills are. So you might be a brilliant web developer, for example, and can smash out 10 websites in a week and, um, you know, have an outcome or an output of, of that but the genius part is 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 in the actual flow of making that happen not the skill itself but there will be something on top of that that something else that that person is able to do that is the next level of of 
So you've got excellence and genius. You've got confidence. So confidence are the things that you can do because you've, you've learned them and you do them okay and you don't mind doing them. You, you'd probably rather not. Excellence is where we do stuff brilliantly and we actually quite enjoy it. But then our genius is where we are actually doing it without even thinking about it because it's that damn easy. And because it's that damn easy, that's where we think we're getting it wrong. Because we are being told that we're supposed to work hard. We are told that nothing comes to us easily. We are told over and over and over again that life doesn't get to be that easy. Well, why not? So we were trained in schools for the Industrial Revolution to sit in factories for 16 hours a day. That's what school was for, right? And nothing's changed. <laughs> we still send kids to school to sit them down for, you know, however many hours a day. But there's no industrial revolution anymore. We're in a completely different revolution. And what we need to understand is that our inherent talent when we recognize what it is, that if we get to do that every single day, we will change the world. And this is what, you know, we should be doing. So, have you got a clue, Renee, of what your zone of genius might be? You know, it's something that I question a lot. And, you know, because people talk about purpose a lot and your soul's purpose a lot. And over the past few weeks, um, I feel like I've been questioning all of it, to be honest. Like, I know what I love and I know what I'm passionate about. I know what I'm good at and I'm still going, is that it? Is that mm. it? Like, I don't know whether I do know what my zone of genius is. I know what I'm great at. Um, I know what I enjoy. I know most days I'm actually, you know, like I'm so in flow and in the zone and get taken away and time, you know, just tends to evaporate. But if someone said to me, but is it your zone of genius? Is it your soul calling? I still go, I don't know. It feels like a really big thing to commit to. Mm, this is the trick. If you've ever read the book, um, oh, hang on, you know, um, it's just gone right out of my head. It'll come back to me in a moment. But anyway, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Now, he talks about zone of excellence and zone of genius in that book and um, feeling joy. And it's a great book for anyone that's listening to understand some of this. Now, one of the, one of the things that's in that book it talks about that fact of, you know, it's really difficult to get in your zone of genius and stay there because it is actually very simple, right? It's really, really easy once you're there. But the hard part is, is not going back to zones of excellence and, and tripping yourself up with that. Now, one of the things that I hear all the time from people is that I'm multi-passionate. I've got all of these different things that I want to do. And I can guarantee you, you are not honouring what your talent, your true talent actually really is, you're ignoring it because you don't want to step into it because when you step into it, it's scary as fuck because 
if you go in there, then you're like, is that it? Is that all I get to do for the rest of my life? Well, no, you use it in different ways and forms, right? So what I want you to think about, just for a moment, is have a look back in, in your life and have a look at the theme that's running through. There's a theme that runs through your whole life. And that theme you will see every time, every job, every opportunity, every partnership, every friendship, um, every connection that you have ever had. There will be a conversation that you have on repeat. There will be a style that you have on repeat. There will be a story that plays its way through like a golden thread all the way right through to where you are. And it's brought you to this very moment that you're in right now. It's already brought you here because it's not a calling, it's a path, right? And you choose your path by choosing your feeling state, using your intuition to get the yes or no, am I going the right way, yes or no, yeah? And you will notice that when you do that, you are already on purpose. Now, the more that you do that and feel into what you are doing and recognize, actually, there's a bit of a theme going on here. So my theme is, what am I supposed to do here? And how do I play this out in great work? Like, how do we actually create this as our work? It's been the theme throughout all my life. And when I was a recruitment consultant back in the day, I had no idea that what I was doing at that time, and I, I, I did not enjoy being a recruitment consultant, but did it for almost, like, it was about 16 years of a career. It ended up being about 20, if you think about career coaching afterwards, right? Um, and it's actually all of my career, if you think about it, because what I've been doing all of my life is helping people get on their path. And that's... That's it, that the idea part of me, like that part of me where I can come up with solutions, like I can practically come up with a solution for anything, always comes back to, am I on path? Do I feel fulfilled? Um, what is my purpose here? Well, your purpose is to get on path. That's what your purpose is. Your calling is your soul nudging you and poking you to get back on path. And it will always course correct you. What you're aiming for is to get on path and take the step, the big scary step into your zone of genius and stay there and watch how magnificent your world becomes when you are there. So for people who are in business, the thing that I get all the time is, I don't know what my message is. How do I find my niche? Um, I want to make more money. I want to find clients. Now, this all comes back to the same thing always comes back to the same thing are you on path are you doing what you're supposed to be doing in your zone of genius or not are you telling yourself lies that you are a creative multi-passionate entrepreneur with all of these things to do because i call bullshit on that because yes we've all every single person on the planet is multi-passionate all of us yes exactly i agree yeah Absolutely. Right, we're not one standout person that's got all of these multi-passions and I'm going to do all these things. Bullshit, we're all multi-passionate. But in all of those things, there's a theme and that's your genius. Have the courage to step into it. Yeah, Pay attention to the themes, pay attention to what you do every single day and notice how easy some things are for you. Write that stuff down and go, ah, okay, that's what gets to be easy. Now, the scary part is, well, how do I turn that into something that becomes a career? Yeah. 
how do I turn that into something that becomes my business? So for somebody like Oprah's a really good example. She turned talking into a career. So, so your zone of genius or anyone out there who's watching this, your zone of genius might be that. It might be that you are great at inspiring people and that's what you do and you find vehicles. The vehicle being, you know, is it a platform where I'm on the stage? Is it I, I become a teacher? Is it, you know, sharing these inspiration through going out into my community and helping community to build whatever they need to build? You know, and we find the vehicle that actually gets us even further onto a path and deeper into that genius zone. And it develops and it grows the more that we step into it. And it gets easier. Yeah. So true. So true. And I think that I know from my experience is that most people just want to get to the vehicle. They just want to get in the vehicle and drive the vehicle. But they don't, yeah, do the work to find the vehicle. Well, <laughs> like, as in, yeah. you know, the, the thing, you know, the the engine, the engine. Yeah, that's, so yeah. that's right. So you could, you could try and manifest a really nice car, but if it hasn't got the engine in it, it's going to be no use to you, right? So, <laughs> and yeah, you're right. I like that analogy because you are the engine. You're the one that's going to make yeah. that, 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 that engine turn on and also drive down the track that you need to be going. Because without an engine, you can't even start on the track. So, you know, you can get really basic with this and start to write down, well, what are all the things that I really love? And what are the things that I kind of love? And, you know, map that out and, and only the things that you love, like really love, like love them so much that you couldn't even possibly dream of not, not ever doing them again in your life. That is where your genius sits. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I love that. And um, it's so important that I think we really start to, you know, like I think honour who we are is what kind of comes to my mind is and to do that because there's so much still, even in the spirituality world, like we just put so much emphasis on manifesting and creating stuff but people still feel empty you know people don't feel like they're enough and all of these things so this work is so important oh, absolutely i want to ask you about um something you said a couple of weeks ago i don't know whether you said it or i read it or whatever it was but it really it left i've I've probably, in all honesty, I've been thinking about it ever since. Mm. Now, I, it, it's a bit loaded, so I'll try and just, yeah, there's probably two parts to it. So the first part I want to ask you is, you know, the last few weeks have, for me have been very tough and I haven't shared them publicly but I will when the time is right. But what it's brought to surface is something that is so out of my control but impacts my life 
incredibly mm. so. Every single element mm. of my life has now changed. Yeah. Is it what I want? No, absolutely mm. not. Um, so I'm at a place of radical acceptance and it's this part of going, I know, I know enough to know that we can want anything, we can intend for anything and we can ask for what we want but it's not up to us. It may come to us and it may look completely different and we can't outsmart or manipulate the universe. The universe isn't our bitch and <laughs> all of these things that we think that we can do to create the life that we think that we want but I know that that's not the case. So on one hand, I go, I know that's not the case and what is delivered to me can look and possibly will look totally different to how I thought that it would. Something that is in my, out of my control but impacts my life and on the flip side of it, I heard you say that you could ask for the life that you want and it will actually be delivered to you. So I want to ask you about that because that really, just that emoji with like the brain exploding, like <laughs> that's what my brain did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so yeah. there are two parts to this and it's, it's, no, it's no really different to, to what I was explaining when we first got on the call. So when we yeah. when we want a particular life and we want to experience a particular life, what we have to do is change our identity, not from a just a physical, not from a physical I'm here on 3D Earth looking like a human being perspective, but from an energetic perspective, because you cannot call in the the life and the experience that you want from the problem of the, the, the 3D reality that you are currently in. It just won't work. So you have to shift your identity. And quite often what happens is this. We have an idea or a vision and we can kind of see it or we feel it or we sense it or we get fragments of that vision and it feels kind of nice and it feels kind of awesome. And you go, oh, that would be kind of amazing, you know, and you might see yourself in a meditation one day Let's just take the example of you being on a stage in front of 100,000 people in a massive stadium doing your amazing thing, right? Let's just play with that for a moment. So that's your life and you're traveling the world and you're completely taken care of. You you have a beautiful home. You've got a holiday home in Costa Rica with a, you know, infinity pool that looks over the ocean and your kids are being homeschooled and you've retired your husband, right? So there's a beautiful vision right there. Now, that's a beautiful vision and you can write your reality to call that in, but you have to change your identity to match that. Because the identity of who you are right now in this radical acceptance of what is will keep you in the what is-ness. Now, we have to be able to radically accept what is for us so that we can, get, so that we can actually be in it, right? So that we can go, okay, I'm accepting this for what it is and I'm not going to judge it anymore. Because what has, because I'm really glad that I know your story, because what has happened is something that's out of your control, but is from a place of acceptance. A 
place where you can go, okay, I accept that this is what is happening for me now, but I get to use this time and have the opportunity within this time to actually change my identity and shift into the reality that I want to create. And whatever this might look like for me right now, where the problems are, then I get to change these problems too, because that will also help me to shift my patterns and my programming and my judginess around this, right? And all the fear and all of the things I'm trying to control. So just going back to that imaginary life there for a moment, who do you have to become to make that happen? What is the difference between that person over there and the person that you are today? And who do you have to shift into to make that happen? What would you need to do today to experience that life? And you take, an, a, you take action on that from the place of A, what the experience feels like, so getting into the feeling state and cultivating that feeling state daily and then writing out your reality every day, every single day. Discipline, as, as um, Ricky Jane would call it, Ricky Jane Adams would call it, discipline, because it becomes your discipline. So whilst you are living in this reality that you do not want, you get to re reconfigure your mind around how you're seeing it by asking yourself questions around it so you release all of the judgment. So you go from radical acceptance to radical appreciation to radical gratitude and radical forgiveness. All of those things, because you have to forgive those parts of yourself that are feeling however they are feeling right now, because you can forgive everybody else, but that won't matter until you forgive yourself. Always. Definitely. Yeah? Definitely. And from now, that I... place, you get to create it. Yes. And it will work. Yes. It might not come how you imagine it, though. It might come, as you say, in different ways. But remember what I said before. That quite often we try to manifest things that we want and we don't get them. Instead, we get more of what is because we haven't changed the feeling state and had enough momentum with that feeling state to actually shift it. Yeah. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. A, a really good example of this is, is me being where I am now. It took a year for this to happen, for me to be in Spain. Yes. A year, right? So that's work, people. It's work. It doesn't, have, it doesn't happen in an instant. Sometimes it can happen quickly and sometimes it can happen, you know, the next day or next week or whatever. But the feeling state can happen instantly. And that's what you've got to get good at practicing. Cultivate that and see, feel, know, sense what it is that you want to experience and then write that reality out. But who do you need to become to make that happen? What do you need to do today to make that happen? Because nothing happens without action, ever. No, that's right, exactly. But it's often when we ask ourselves these questions and any kind of personal development kind of workshop that we've been to is that we've created these things from a very head space as well, you know. So I think that it's really important that we spend the time to go in and you know and connect to our heart space and create from that space 
and mm. activate those desires and visions of you know what we want our you know who we want to be and our identity and our visions and all these beautiful things but it can't be done from it can be done from the and, and this is this is actually a really a really good point that you're making here because our head is you know our brain is a functioning thing for for using for logic and analyzing stuff right um but our mind mm. our actual mind itself is not the brain mm. so our mind is consciousness right our mind is not um sitting inside of here our mind is everything so it's conscious it's unconscious and it's subconscious and it's super conscious right connected to god source whatever it is that you want to call it right so what we want to be able to do with our minds is get into consciousness right and stay in consciousness around what it is that we are creating so that means that whatever we've got going on in those unconscious or subconscious basements, that we are actually bringing them up into consciousness and releasing them. Because when we release anything, because it's all an illusion anyway, then we let it go and then we can get to create. Now, if we use that mind and bring it into our body, I want to just say something really quickly. Many years ago, I used to hear people saying all the time, you know, get out of your head and into your heart or get into your body like you need to get into your body. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know what they were talking about. So when we are unconscious, unconsciously living, quite often we have no sense in our body at all. So even though we're functioning, we are, you know, doing the things and using our physical body to, to move around. We don't feel like what what don't feel into our body we don't feel the parts of it and quite often we don't feel it because we don't do things like exercise right so we can't feel what the muscles feel like we don't know what it feels like to get into our heart but even just touching our our chest can you know immediately just put your thought there for a moment so your mind goes to your heart now I just wanted to say that because I never understood that for a long time and I, I couldn't understand why people would be like, get out of your head and into your body or into your, your and I'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Because I'm, I'm a thinker, right? Natural thinker. Analyze everything, right? Problem solver, number one. That's my like ideas, problem solving, all in here. But when I take those things from here and bring them into my heart and I pay attention and I get the neural pathways working between my heart and my cranial brain, which is heart coherence, and the intuition kicks in, creativity kicks in, and feeling state changes, all of a sudden, your mind consciousness starts to give you different ideas of how you can actually create and what it is that you want to create. But we cannot solve the problems of the what is happening around us in our daily reality from our unconscious um, thinking mind it does not work like that so we, what we want to be able to do is get get into our creative part of our being which is our hearts mm. everything is in the heart you know if you've ever heard those old sayings of you know follow your heart or um your heart knows your, your heart not your head and stuff like that those they've been around for centuries for a reason right Absolutely. And you know, one of my favorite ones is home is where the heart is. Right. So my favorite 
my favorite movie in the whole world is the Wizard of Oz, right? And the part in the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy clicks her heels three times to go home, all she's doing is coming back to her heart. She's coming home because there is nothing, there is nothing that we do not have if we can be in our heart. That's home. That's where you find everything. It's where you find your joy, your freedom, your peace. So, you know, if you look at your values, there's a, there's a really nice exercise to do. Go look at your values again. What are your values? So let's just say that my number one value is freedom, which is fairly obvious to a lot of people. But if we were to elicit that, what does freedom actually mean? For me, it means peace and joy and love in my heart. That's what it means. Yeah? And that is what I want to experience every day. So if I'm going through my day and I'm not feeling peace or I'm not feeling freedom or I'm feeling crammed in or caged in, which is what I've been feeling like recently, then I'm like, well, okay, something needs to shift here. What am I, what, what am I holding on to and why am I not allowing myself to expand? What, what am I, why am I staying small here? What am, not, what am I not allowing myself to receive? So if I really want freedom, what does that really mean? And how can I expand into that? Go into my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Mm, I love that. Um, I'm aware that we have to wrap up. Um, I'm cautious of like, oh, I know it's mm. stupid <laughs> clock at, at your, <laughs> at your end. I'm thinking it must be nearly 4am in Spain, I assume. Um, but I do want to ask you is what, I know I could just talk to you all day. This is, you know, like, and that's, uh, that's it as well is just like having these conversations, like time is just goes like, it's just, I could so easily just have this depth of conversation in all moments because, oh, it's just expansion it just is it's just it, yeah it feels amazing um but anyway i really want to know what is turning you on at the moment oh <laughs> what a question what's turning me on at the moment um mm. whoa oh <laughs> man Oh, I didn't know you were going to ask There's me that. Thing. I told you I was waiting for that cheeky look to come and I got it. <laughs> okay, what's turning me on at the moment is the possibility that every single one of us here is going to change the world. That's turning me on because every time we have one of these conversations and every time we allow ourselves to receive and acknowledge the possibility of what we can experience. We get to inspire others and through inspiring others, they get to inspire themselves and then they get to inspire other people too. And that turns me on right now. So in this, in this, in this moment of history that we are in, where when you look at the news or where you look at all of the shit that's going on, that to me is a fucking thrill because we get to change that. It's our job, right? That's our job. 
And the more that we do this, the more that we talk our truth, the more that we speak up, the more that we get the fuck out of our own way and get online and actually share from that place of heart and deep soul wisdom and truth, we will, we will change the world. We cannot fail. We cannot fail. We will not get this wrong because there is no doubt in my mind that I came here to share my voice and get you guys on path to share yours and make sure that you're on path into that zone of genius where you talk about what it is that turns you on every single day. And that, for me, is the biggest turn on of all. If you were sitting with me in a circle, in a group, and we had women talking about what it is that they're going to bring to the world and share it, and then we all got out there and did that, oh my goodness, we will have some shift. Now, the next thing that turns me on is when I see people doing this, when you actually do it and not sit behind your computer and just watch. Stop watching. Participate in this. You have a voice. Use it. Participate. We have so much wisdom as a collective. We have so much greatness within us. We do not have to stay in the shit that we are in. We can change it. And we change it by deciding that we are going to rise up and be seen. So be seen. That turns me on. When I see other women standing up and taking the stage, ah, my heart explodes. Because what I see is our women hiding and not allowing themselves to be visible, not allowing themselves to take up space. And I'm like, take up space this fucking room. Right? Yes, exactly. That's that what is turns room. me on. Yes. For all of us. And we all have an incredible gift that we can share. And it does not matter if your genius is feels insignificant because it's significant to other people. One last thing I want to say. When we are in a bubble of our own world, we often think that everyone else can do what we do, and it's not true, right? I want you to remember that, because when you're comparing yourself or competing with others, whatever everybody else is doing is not the same as you, and you will have heard this time and time again that you've got you know, something that nobody else has. It's true. It is so true. You have something that nobody else can do the way that you can do it. And there will be other women who are like you and what you must do is work with them and collaborate with them to rise each other up instead of fighting against what's possible. Because the more of us that are seen doing our great work, even if we're in a bubble where we're seeing the same thing and we're seeing other people doing the same stuff as what we think that we want to do, do it too. Because the more that we do it and the more that we rise, the more, the faster we're going to make the changes that we need to, to make happen. Because if we don't, and we sit in our complacency, nothing's going to happen. We will stay in the shit. That's not what we are here for, woman. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are such a beautiful gift. And um, I want to thank you for today and, you know, being up in the middle of the night just so you could Thank make you. midday our time 
um, but I just want to honour you just for a second, just to be, just to say thank you so much, not just for today, but just for doing the work and the work that you're doing is absolutely so important. And I'm seeing people just gravitate towards you because you're activating something deep within them, and it is just so beautiful to witness because the work is so important but you do it from a place of where you're not telling them what they need but you're activating that within them and for me that is just so it's self-honoring you know to everybody and um and I think that that is such a gift to be able to do that to be able to serve with that level of humility um, hmm. is so important and you do it so gracefully and you're talking about such important things that are really simple but simple still requires work and action yeah. and discipline and all of those things so but you know you practice what you preach and you know you are a student and the teacher and um, I really admire you for that and want to say thank you for doing what you do and being who you are and showing up as you do. Uh, thank you so much. Your words, your words are a gift to me because even though we, I know how good I am, right? <laughs> I know that I impact the lives of everyone that comes into my field. I know I do. But I still have my moments of doubt. I still have my days where I question what I'm doing. I still have my days of darkness, as I explained before. And yeah, so your gifts are, your words are a real gift to me and I thank you. And thank you for asking me because that means that I'm being seen too. And that for me is amazing because it means that the message is getting out there. Because the more that you guys are visible and the more that you share your gifts, the better this world is going to become because the experience that we want to have, we get to create it. That's what we are here to do. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, beautiful. Mm. Uh, I wish I could hug you, Thank you. right now. No, no. <laughs> when are you back in Oz? Do you know yet? Real good question. I um, So I made a decision on Saturday to relaunch a program and um, it was, you know, just an intuitive hit, just do it now. So um, I'll start that program on the 14th of November and that will get underway and then I'll come back. So I reckon I'll be back. I'll probably come back that weekend once that's underway so that everyone can get their, their pre-work and get started and I'll come back that week. So I reckon I'll probably be back around about the 19th of November, around about then. And I'm going to create some in-person workshops so that people can come and actually do this work with me um, and actually get into the feeling state so we can cultivate that too. So yeah, I'll be in Australia soon. Yay, same time zones. <laughs> Yay! I cannot wait, cannot wait, and um, I encourage everybody to check out Susan's work because it is incredible, and um, you know, and I do know that anyone would work with you and just get what they need and want, and 
beyond beyond that and I can't recommend you and your work enough to everybody watching and I'll put a link to your pages and your website in the links to this show as well so um, Mel just says my goodness this has spoken to me so deeply thank you Mel Thanks, um, uh, also yeah, as well sorry. if anyone has any questions if they watch the replay if there are any questions or comments that come up, if you pop them in below, um, you know, I'll come back and answer them. I've no problem in doing that. Happy to serve, um, particularly around, you know, you know, the experience that you want to create in your life, because the experience that you want to create in your life, there's no separation between career, business and life. It's all one thing. Right. And, you know, work isn't over there and family isn't over there an experience of you know your lifestyle isn't over there it's one thing and this is what we get to co-create all the time so you know remember that when you wake up in the morning and you ask that question how do i want to feel today and co-create from today because whatever you have got in your life is from your thoughts from yesterday and the day before and the day before so start today with how do i want to feel by the end of today use a couple of words to anchor yourself in and that's the beginning of your beautiful process do you see what happens here? I could keep, and, talking, um, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> you have given so many, so much advice that people can start to write now. So I will actually capture them in a concise way and put them in a copy because it is really important to start doing these and then, um, and then people can yeah seek you and chat to you and connect with you and ask any questions as you say. Thank you so much, beautiful woman. Thank you to everybody who has watched, is watching and will watch. So I honour all of you. Um, we will be back next week, same time, and I will see you in person really soon, beautiful. Yes, much love to you. I can't wait to hug you yeah. and squeeze you and see you very soon. Thank you again Bye. for having me. That was awesome fun. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main, and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.